Welcome to Daily Devotion with Ken Gurley. Devotions designed to inspire you on your daily walk with God. Each day we walk through the vital principles of the abundant life. Our Lord can do above and beyond all we ask or think. Here's your host, Ken Gurley. Jesus said either we pray or we faint. One of the ways we build endurance in our life is through prayer. Why don't we pray more than we do? That's a question I asked myself recently, and the answer that came to me is this. Present prayers are unasked because past prayers seem unanswered. Unanswered prayer is probably at the heart of why people don't pray. Hello, my name is Ken Gurley, and on Daily Devotion this week, we're talking about building endurance. Today, I want to talk about this issue of unanswered prayers. I'll call it the misery, the mystery, and the majesty. I took stock today of some long-standing prayers that I've prayed, prayers that I've prayed for days, weeks, months, years, prayers that I now rarely revisit. If there was a file system, they would be under you for seemingly unanswered prayer. Some of these are for others. Three young men I prayed for for 25 years, they would come back to God. In one season, I fasted five days for each of these young men. Two have come back, one's still out there closer but still not home. Unanswered prayer. I know what we say. There's no such thing as an unanswered prayer. God either says yes, no, or not now. And that may satisfy my mind, but it never satisfied my heart. My heart's like an empty cradle in my spirit, a promise that never came to pass. I pray God would heal a friend I really believed, yet, well, you know the rest. I can say that he now has his ultimate healing, his new body in another world, but there's a piece of my heart that has no peace. It's a crevice left by a seemingly unanswered prayer. I pray that God would give me the financial peace about a certain situation that we could do more for the kingdom so that I could invest more in doing the ministries that I care about, storms, insurance issues, financial setbacks. It never came. For now, it's in the yet-to-be-answered prayer file, the potential miracle pile. As one of my mentors of yesteryear said, potential simply means it ain't been done yet. So I know this doesn't sound like preacher talk. It sounds too real, doesn't it? What does this unanswered prayer think? It's misery. Yes, it is. Let's start this way. Unanswered prayer can threaten our faith. You read biographies, the life stories of people who walked away from God, you're going to find a common enough theme that bears examination. George Orwell spoke in later years of life at a boarding school, how he anguished in prayer, but God didn't answer him. One skeptic, a cousin to Charles Darwin, noted that Anglicans pray daily for the long life of their British sovereign. He went on to examine the lifespans of kings and queens and concluded they were shorter than the average person that millions of daily prayers seemingly had no effect. Do you see how such people can turn away from God? I read a book recently, required reading for a program I was in. It categorized and discussed the types of people who overcome incredible odds to succeed. Each and every obstacle placed before him, alcoholic, abusive parents, extreme poverty, neglect, physical impairments that prompted others to mock and ridicule and revealed the all-too-predictable ways that we respond to those things. Some grew harder, tougher, the mask more plentiful. Whatever innocence, trust, and faith was driven for their lives. The misery 
of unanswered prayer. James said, we have not because we ask not or we ask amiss. We're not in God's timing, not in his will. But explain that to another James's family. Yes, that James, the brother of John, one of the sons of thunder, the sons of Zebedee, always the lesser of the three in the triad, Peter, James, and John, sort of there, sort of not there. He witnessed with the other two the raising of Jairus' daughter. He witnessed Jesus on the Mount of Transfiguration. He witnessed the agony at Gethsemane. Yet he was the first apostle to be martyred in Acts 12. Herod seized on him, put him to death with a sword. Then in the next verse, Simon Peter's taken, put in prison, and then the church prays, and he's set free. Did the church not pray when James was taken captive? Nothing is said of it, but surely someone prayed, surely. Tell James' family that God answers prayer. While they're burying their loved one and grieving, but Simon Peter's family is throwing a celebration party. Unanswered prayer invites misery, but it also invites mystery. I guess we could take some cold comfort that at the end of the same chapter, Acts 12, Herod perishes in a ghoulish death. But isn't that what we always do? We try to silver line unanswered prayer rather than just saying, this is rough, and recognize that unanswered prayer has a healthy dose of misery and mystery. Sure, sometimes our prayers are simply wrong. Like Janice Joplin of old, oh Lord, won't you buy me a Mercedes Benz? Whether something like that is even a prayer is debatable. When the mother of James and John asked if they could be given prominent positions in his kingdom to the right and left, Jesus said, you really don't know what you're asking for. Have you ever thought that it was James that went first and John that went last? Was it an answer to a mother's prayer request? Solomon gives another reason for unanswered prayer. If a man shuts his ears to the cries of the poor, he too will cry out and not be answered. Or Simon Peter said that friction in the home can result in unanswered prayer. I guess here, though, I'm not addressing why prayers go unanswered. I'm saying that when they do, there's misery attached to heaven's silence. Finite humans cannot and are not meant to know the mind of an infinite God. We struggle with that. His ways are not our ways. His thoughts are not our thoughts. There's a mystery behind it all. One of the most powerful sentences I've read in this regard doesn't come from behind the pulpit, but from the life experience of a country western singer. As Garth Brooks tells of his impassioned prayers to melt the heart of a teen crush, later he realized he had been mistaken in his prayers. Here's the line. Just because he doesn't answer doesn't mean he don't care. Some of God's greatest gifts to you and me are unanswered prayers. So it is that the prayers that go unanswered today, the lack of an answer that today threatens our faith, it's a mystery how one day we may grasp, we may understand why it was not answered. But for now, we live with the misery and the mystery, seeing prayer answered on the one hand, seeing prayer unanswered on the other, and wondering what was the difference between the two. We can say that many unanswered prayers reside in our own faults and failures to find the will of God that we ask amiss, that we're errant in how we approach God. But there are many, many other unanswered prayers that go far beyond ourselves and journey into the realm of who God is and what He has planned for our lives. 
Can I give you a few Bible examples? David prayed and fasted for seven days that Bathsheba's child would live. It didn't happen. Yet to David and Bathsheba would later be born a child named Solomon, who would rule and reign in splendid fashion. Explain the inexplicable, the mystery of unanswered prayer. Or what about Moses? Forty years he led Israel. Forty years he put up with mixed multitudes and murmuring followers. He lost his temper one time, and for that, he was not permitted to lead Israel into the promised land. Moses pled with God the mystery of unanswered prayer. Jeremiah prayed that God would not destroy Jerusalem. His prayer went unanswered. His reaction and lamentations, Jeremiah said of God, you have covered yourself with a cloud so that no prayer can get through. What about Paul, a thorn in the flesh, a messenger of Satan? He gives us an example of what to do with an unanswered prayer. Say for each and every unanswered prayer, there's grace. Grace to see us through. If God doesn't change our circumstances, he changes us to meet our circumstances. But there is a blessing in unanswered prayers. I asked for strength that I might achieve. I was made weak that I may learn humbly to obey. I asked for health that I might do greater things. I was given an infirmity that I might do better things. I asked for riches that I might be happy. I was given poverty that I might be wise. I asked for power that I might have the praise of men. I was given weakness that I might feel the need of God. I asked for all the things that I may enjoy life. I was given life that I might enjoy all things. I got nothing that I asked for, but everything that I hoped for. Almost despite myself, my unspoken prayers were answered. I am among all men most richly blessed. And isn't that the mystery that we describe? That our human misery is enfolded in divine mystery and that his shadow towers over all above the shadow of our unanswered prayers. And from this, the misery and the mystery, we sense the majesty of unanswered prayers. Remember Paul's unanswered prayer about the thorn in the flesh that God answered with grace? Paul had another unanswered prayer that God answered with revelation and praise. Paul had one desire, that his fellow Jews would embrace the Messiah. This prayer created an unceasing anguish in his heart. He actually prayed himself to be cursed and cut off from his own people if they would be saved. It was a constant prayer which drove him to the synagogue first in every city that he went, to the Jew first, then to the Gentile. That was the practice of the apostle to the Gentiles. It's a product of his prayer life. I want Israel saved. So in the heart of Romans, Paul is trying to make sense of this unanswered prayer. Why did the Gentiles accept what the Jews rejected? He again restates his prayer. My heart's desire and prayer to God is for the Israelites to be saved. But Paul gains a glimpse of a higher plan, one that is breathtaking, the panorama of God's work with people, one that identifies the true seed of Abraham, the extent of the promises of God. Paul said, oh, the depth of the riches and the wisdom and knowledge of God, how unsearchable are his judgments.
how inscrutable his ways. Paul glimpsed the majesty behind his unanswered prayer. That in spite of his own plan, God had a better plan, one that could not be glimpsed by trudging the old Roman roads, but one that could only be found by peering over God's shoulder with divine perspective. And by the way, let's go back to one of those unanswered prayers that I mentioned, that of Moses. He wanted to see the promised land. He was denied, but hundreds of years later, there he is, Moses and Elijah, seated with Jesus on the Mount of Transfiguration. What we say is an unanswered prayer may be delayed majesty. I invite you today, I invite you to go back to those seemingly unanswered prayers in your life. Recall the misery and the mystery and look for majesty. Ask those prayers again and see if it doesn't seem different to you. That what was once misery has become something of a mystery and is now being enthroned in majesty. We are taught to pray each and every time we pray, for thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. Amen. When we say these words, we are admitting that there is a king that is far beyond us. He's king of kings and Lord of lords. He knows more than what we do, that we can trust him, that God's got this. Even when our prayers seem delayed or unanswered, we can lay them before the throne of grace and say, Lord, I'm not taking no for an answer, but I am willing to wait until you show up. Thank you for sharing in daily devotion with Ken Gurley. We pray this ministry has been a source of encouragement and strength to you. Please be mindful that your financial support enables us to meet with you each day. To give a donation or connect with us, visit our website at kengurley.com. There you will also find the latest books, podcasts, and resources. Blessed, 90 Days to Change Your World is Pastor Gurley's latest book. You can get your copy of this life-changing book at kengurley.com. May God's favor rest on you in every way until we meet again.